0: Welcome to a chat in the garden with Monique A.J. Smith, where Sniffers Blooms and Athletics and Sports Business on Survival Radio Network. Well, many of you have seen post that we have the 20th anniversary of Love and Basketball. And I remember when the movie came out, I think I was on the road between Virginia and uh, North Carolina. And I stopped off in Greensboro, and I went to the mall, and I went to see the movie during the day because I wanted to make sure uh, it was uh, to get too busy. I think I was going, it was probably this time of year, so that meant I was going to some spring sports something or some postseason something and so I was like, I am going I had a ball. I can't tell you how many times I watched that movie. And I even created a workshop for it uh years ago, the messages from Love and Basketball from a uh from a a woman uh sports and uh women independency. Uh, one of the things that I noticed from the commentary about it this week, that no one has really mentioned, which I noticed straight out. So you remember when she was shooting the ball and uh, uh, she got fussed at for showboating and not getting back on defense, and she had her hand up, and, uh, like, she, you know, she's finished shooting. She, like, her follow-through and still had her hand up. Well, for me, it's just like, well, I remember when we were taught how to play basketball, we were taught to use two hands and shoot from your chest. So to see that and to showboat that, I was like, to me, that's evolution. And uh, I use it to teach about Title IX because, um so people who are not in sports or, you know, you're just so happy you're in the mix, you don't even know what you're missing out on. So uh, I I remember Title IX. I remember being in elementary school. My parents taught school in the middle school. And so I stayed after school with my father because he was assistant principal, so all the sporting events he had to be there. So I watched it from the very beginning. I remember they were all trying to hire women coaches, and the women didn't know anything about it. They took the secretary, the principal secretary, and made her the coach, and they had assistant coach with her that knew the game. I said, "Isn't that something you know i said I almost said her name, but I was like, "What is she doing out there and uh and I remember when we got a real coach, she taught p e and we started winning, and just, just the whole atmosphere just changed. but what i uh noticed um or didn't notice I knew there was a difference I knew there was difference in the coaching, which is one of the reasons why Tile9 is there. It talks about opportunity um and uh, honestly, that right there was not what the law was there for, just to put a woman there. you want a qualified woman that can help elevate and when we saw that, I mean honestly, by the time the lady got there, I was already mm, I want to say getting ready to I was into my leadership thing. I wasn't trying to learn how to play basketball, but people behind me, oh my goodness, we started getting scholarships for young ladies from. I mean, big time institutions, and so uh, it, 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 it's a difference. So that movie, if no, especially if you are in your twenties, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You just need to go watch the movie, and guess what? Guess what? I just looked it up. It is being shown uh, for Amazon Video. You can rent it for three nine nine. So no, it's not on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime, which I know y'all got, Uh, especially if you're a student. I think you get Prime at a discounted rate or something. I'm not really sure, but I know they do something for students. Go watch this movie. And look at it from a different perspective, like the evolution of women's sports and what what it's telling you. And let me tell you what, I really, from my independent woman piece, I'm one thousand with that. Uh that was me I remember in the eighth grade. I said, Oh no, I can't go with you for your birthday because I have this paper to write And y'all, guess what? I lost the boyfriend. Oh well. But guess what? I kept the grade. Uh I'm not saying it's one hundred percent the right way to go, but uh if I was there, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I can count on me first. Gonna count on me first, and that's what that 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 movie showed me. Like I'm not the only person who thinks like that. And honestly, because I teach psychosocials and sport, it really is because young men are socialized. They're both socialized differently, uh, and uh, I think in a commentary I heard uh, some of her rebelliousness comes from watching her mother and what she did not want to be like. And, uh, you know, we can have role models uh, that are pushing us in places that are not just like us. And then, um, you know, uh, Omar, uh, I forgot, Quincy is his character, he was basically uh, just doing what he saw that women cater because that's what he's used to. I mean, they will all fall down. And to have someone to... To stand up to it's Like okay we equals And to her mind I watched you from the very beginning I already beat you in life You know Early before Before we even knew That we're supposed to Like each other We were just friends And uh, you know But at the end They said the main part About uh, I think playing For your love Or something like that um, Yeah that that's, That comes along Later in life When you start having your priorities and values and whatnot. But I do believe you should all shoot for your own star first because I'm telling you, you got to come to the table with your own. Don't be waiting for somebody else to say, I'm so glad to hear women say this, okay, I'm going to get married and then get a house. And then they're in their 30s and they're still waiting to get married get a house. Go get a house now because guess what? When you get married, you can use the other property as a rental. Duh. So, I kind of like went deep because I know I got some young people listening today, and that movie is is more than a love story. It really is the evolution of the independent woman thinker who loves sports, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. When I tell you I'm excited about today's show, I really am. I know you can hear my smiles, but I got a couple of announcements to make. Another uh, great resource to use. To try to uh, put some impression on your student athletes, especially those who want to go to postseason play, um, not postseason play, excuse me, go play on a professional level, and they'll come to you for advice, but they really are not, you really have not had an experience with that. Well, this book right here will help you and help your student athletes get some kind of uh, guidelines of what they should be looking for, and more importantly, when they're looking for that agent or that sports advisor in whatever area that may be. The book's called Surviving the Lights, a professional athlete's playbook to avoiding the curse by Tawana Smith. And it really does enlighten you, um and research shows that uh, young people uh will follow advice from a peer. So it's written from a peer perspective so that you can um, share uh, several, uh, I guess, bad experiences from individuals and how to avoid it. And it even has a script for them how to let down uh, their family members who want to be in that role and how to tell them, uh, yes, I know you love me, uh, but I, I need someone who knows the ins and outs of this field to be able to protect not just me but us. Because, again, it's just like getting a speeding ticket. If you get a speeding ticket in a different county, a different state, it's best to get a lawyer in that state because that would have a relationship with the judge. So uh, even though you might uh, have a friend who has aspirations to do so-and-so, it just depends on... Uh, their connections and ability to make relationships fast, uh, if that's the right fit. So again, uh, it is on Amazon in three different formats: it is ebook, paperback, and audiobook. "Surviving the Lights: A Professional Athlete's Playbook to Avoiding the Curse" by Tawana Smith, Doctor Chico Caldwell, uh, his uh, series on building a success culture in athletics has been a huge hit huge hit and i'm 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 gonna be as honest as i can be if you have a desire to be an athletic director you need to get on board because uh, dr chico Carwell is a member of an executive search firm and um Interesting enough, if anybody knows about business, this is really a lead magnet. okay? I mean, the webinars are free, and they're looking to see who are the best candidates to put in, um, in front of their clients, which are universities that are looking for positions. And the whole point of this is that university presidents are now seeing the AD position as a VP position, and so... Uh, looking to see who uh honestly you're not investing money but you're investing your time and those who are serious about this uh need to needed to jump on board and i've seen uh and, and he we we talk often and he will say uh you know I'm really impressed with uh uh blank and uh I think he or she will be good so and so and so. And then he'll say, uh uh and I've talked to so and so and that's the key. See, like like I said, you need to be branding yourself as a person who wants to grow. And how you grow, you you do things such as this and it's free. I, I think I said free like three or four times. And so Dr. Chico Carwell is a executive search firm consultant for Greenwood and Asher, um, and they are looking for folks to put in their pool. So, again, sign up, get engaged, do something or say something or ask something, a follow-up question that will allow you to be remembered, schedule time to have one-on-ones with him, you can't you can't miss out. So, it's, the next one is tomorrow at eleven a.m. This one is called building a culture of accountability. Building a culture of accountability, and you know, it's just like it's it's just like marketing, using the words of the. In your sense, you're trying to market yourself to a university that they use back. So, accountability is key especially in this, in this time, um, you know, are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Can they rely on you to carry out their message? You know, all of those things. And uh, I'm enjoying it, and I'm getting great feedback. So if you want to join this, go to successcultureconsultantcoach.com. Again, successcultureconsultantcoach.com and sign up for the very latest and for the up time it's free eleven AM tomorrow all right and uh you get on his uh, radar and that's really important. Um y'all we know that we are moaning the situation of it's not going to NACTA this year and uh but you do know that's the wisest thing to do. Wisest thing to do. And as you can see, you can still get education without going there. And I'm on uh, Lead One. I get uh, emails for Lead One webinars, and they're quite extensive about, um, you know, around the country and how are they dealing with uh, the issues of the day. And so I would say really suggest, even though you're not going to be there, uh, step out. Step out and... and uh, I know that you are on webinars or Zooms with your office. But, hey, this is a time that you can go and grasp all kinds of things that you probably couldn't afford or didn't have time to go to. So that being said, we are planning a live listener appreciation social. And I just we just created the title last night. And I'm trying to find out what I what did I say? I was, we were gonna call it. Uh, okay, yes, uh-huh. Crown Royalty Party. We're gonna call it the Crown Royalty Party. And why do I call that? that? It's because I am partnering with uh, people members in the in the garden who do have some great, great prizes. Okay, so Royal Court for us, uh, Amanda Knight, is going to put together some great prizes, okay? And, 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 we're going to have a DJ. And, and, we're going to have some networking and connecting. We're going to have fun. And most importantly, we're going to celebrate our newest Deb Award winner. Still not going to tell you who that is. I want you all to guess. So the Deb Award winner is given to the... uh, the podcast that was the most listened to from the previous season. So this is the most listened to uh, of the fifth season, because we're in season six now. And uh, I I really, really, really want to see, can y'all guess who that might be? So I probably will announce it. Uh, I usually start announcing that uh, the first of the month since we have a whole month to celebrate and get ready for it. So we're going to do it on Zoom, of course. But to avoid the, uh, and I'll tell you, I I sat in on one of these. It was so embarrassing. Those uh, Zoom busters or uh, people that just are so rude. Uh, Yes, some prone just came flying across the screen. and I just felt so bad. And it was a prestigious uh, session. It was uh, Walker's Legacy. Um, women business leaders, um, corporate America, and I just I felt for it. I was like, okay, so clearly we're not going to put up and and everybody who's doing anything on Zoom do not do not put your code or your link on social media on a flyer because I just told you. Even even with that, um, you need to have some type of way to monitor them because. I think cause the thing uh, the the guy, the bomber was uh, being funny, but he was telling the truth. He was saying he got the information off of uh, Forbes uh, site because they promoted that they were doing it there, and the person that was speaking, which was kind of ironic, uh, she was a risk management uh, person for Essence Festival. So you see all that, and uh, so yeah, the bomber just jumped right on in. And so we're we're going to be uh, again. I know I could probably post it inside the private Facebook group, but we're still going to register, and uh, that's how I'm going to be able to pick the prizes. People who are registered, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. We are not going to let COVID stop us from doing our thing. Okay. So, and it's my theme going to be my theme song when my when I my DJ we're going to have ain't no stopping us now. That's exactly what we're going to have. So, again, so we don't have any Zoom bombs, we're going to register and so be looking out for that and uh, just come out and hang out with, so it's going to be June the 8th, the same time we're going to have it anyway uh, from uh, 6 to 8, 6 to 8. I think it's 6 to 8 or 7 and, uh, yeah, I think it's 6 to 8 or 7 to 9, I think it's 7 to 9. But, you know, you'll look out for those flyers and we're not letting anything stop us. So, Today, 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 Um, I I do do want to uh, send out regards to uh, Dr. uh, Michelle Richardson. She was due to be our guest today, but uh, she uh, is, uh, I believe it's Oklahoma or Texas. Her grandmother passed, and uh, she's out there with family and said she would not be able to do the podcast today. So, you know you you got to be prepared for the opportunity. And I'm so excited about bringing a young lady who I can't wait to learn from myself because you do know your mentors can't be younger than you. And this is someone I really admire and uh, have been watching her uh, do her thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan and cheerleader. And I just want to bring to the garden Madison McKinney, owner of the Locker Her Room, Lock Her Room, I think it's
1: just so cute,
0: podcast and blogs. Welcome to the garden, Madison.
2: Good morning. Thank you for having me. You hear your cheers? What'd you say? You hear your cheers? Yeah, I heard them. <laughs>
0: yeah, as a phone ball player, that doesn't, that doesn't even get you excited because you're kind of used to that, huh?
2: A little bit, yes, (laughs) ma'am.
0: All right, so this is a little different because you're the very first college student I've ever had on here. I might have some grad students, but I've never had an undergrad. So let's just talk about from high school graduation to now. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: So, Throughout high school, like, I played uh, basketball and softball, um, and I was pretty good at both. Um, I also played, like, you know, travel softball, AAU, and so, um, like, I feel like everybody had kind of expected me to sign um, when National Signing Day came and, like, commit somewhere, but honestly, like, I just, I think I was kind of burnt out. Uh, We had, like, back-to-back losing seasons, basketball, and um, that's initially what I wanted to go for. And I just um, I just felt like at a time, at that time, like I had let people down because I didn't, they had invested so much into me, and I didn't, you know, um, and I didn't, you know, produce or go to school to play a sport. But um, I always knew I wanted to work in athletics, So, and I always wanted to attend an HBCU. So when I visited Hampton, I just kind of like fell in love, and I was like, okay, that's where I'm going. And um, initially, I, I majored in kinesiology, and I wanted to be um, a physical therapist. Um, you know, so staying connected to sports, but I think I can't remember what class I took with you the first time I ever had you. But you were like, okay, you need to change that. And I'm like, this no, minute, like. No, I can't. But um, that was—I ended up changing my major to sport management at the beginning of this year. So that was like one of the best decisions I think I've made, um, as far as like making sure that I uh, I am in that career in that field and I get to do what I love. So, yep.
0: Well, uh, let me let me let me—I uh, guess—clarify myself. She was already marketing her own thing already. I was like, "Wait a minute, you already got. I mean, you doing it without even education with it." That's why I said it, you know. Come mm-hmm. on, like you got the eye, the ear. She's got the relationships. I mean, the girl is bad. I'm just gonna tell you. I mean, I don't <laughs> know what y'all saying, y'all like, but the fifty year old, we still say people are bad. So, let's talk about how you came up with this whole locker her room. I mean, it was already done when I even noticed. So, tell mm-hmm. me about that.
2: So, um at the it was Christmas break, like winter break of my sophomore year, and me and Jessica Coleman, um she who's also she's bad. Uh we were talking and we were just like, you know, like we just noticed that, I'm sure there are other people on the campus, but us being in the same friend group, we just noticed that um, we were very passionate about working in the industry, and um, I was like, you know what, like, it's clearly a God thing how we're even connected right now, so, you know, we should, I think we should, like, take this somewhere and, um, you know, try to see what we can do with it, and, I mean, we were both on board. I think I can't I came up with the name. I was actually out to eat with my dad and my little brother. My little brother is the one that came up with the name with the name and then I came up with the, the word play of having her in the title. So that's how that came to be. And that was like last year, so January twenty nineteen is when it started.
0: Wow. January. So you only been this only been like one year, huh? Yes, ma'am. Wow. Wow! Wow! Now, uh, let me uh, make you. We can make me go look at my role for a second. because um, you know I call about it by her last name.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, oh my gosh! Okay, I feel really bad. I didn't know Jessica Coleman, the Jessica Coleman that's in my class, that you would do this together. But I can see how, because girl, she is passionate. She's passionate. Like she'll roll over you if you if, if you not agree yes. with her team. I feel like I'm already in the barber shop, man. I mean, she just she goes hard with it, and I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, it's like, because she was in my race and gender class, and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, she might be silent, and all of a sudden, it's like, bam. Well, I want to talk about why we not doing so-and-so. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. You know, because the class is for three hours. Everybody's trying to be mellow and trying to like, she <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: just go, And she just comes and turns it up.
0: Like, bam, you know, like, and if you don't agree with her, but I will say that her her thoughts have expanded, too, and I'm really proud, and I'm I'm full disclosure, I say it in my class, I am harder on the females in the class because I know how hard it is out here, and I want to prepare them, um, you know, for what. I mean, I might be hard, but imagine uh, someone who doesn't look like me being harder, then it, it won't even phase them. They'd be ready for it. So, wow, I did not know that. So kind of talk uh, 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 about, okay, the design got my attention. So what's the platform and what did you all
2: talk about? And So um, the platform, we initially just did it, um, like, honestly, in the beginning, we didn't see, like, the potential it had, but we knew that we wanted to just talk about something that we love and have, like, a fresh new perspective. And so um, on, Inst- we have an Instagram, and that's really where it started, and that's, like, uh, updates about games and um, a few interviews. Like, we did the draft interviews, and then since it's draft week this week, it'll be some more up. But um, some topics that I've talked about, um, I really was interested in um, – people's opinions on whether or not, you know, blue chip athletes should, should have been HBCUs. So that's something um, I talked about. And um, currently I'm working on, I'm actually in a Smith with Miss class. I mean, in this class with Ms. Smith, and it's um, sociology of sport. And I'm talking about um, just, like, my transition and a lot of people, um, how they dealt with life after sports um, and just, like, being able to, readjust and like people not know me as Madison, the basketball player, Madison, the softball player, like at Hampton, I'm just Madison. So um, I'm really getting into that and researching that so that I can, you know, just give, like give reassurance kind of, because I felt like a little pressured um, and not in a bad way, but I just felt like it was expected of me to, to do that and go play at the next level. So when I did not I just had to, like, change gears a little bit, and, like, that was the first time in I don't know how long that I've just been a student, and um, so just given, that like, that kind of reassurance, so that's the biggest thing that I'm working on currently right now. Well,
0: how many followers do you have on Instagram? Um, on Instagram, I want to say, like,
2: 340-something, maybe 350,
0: 3500
2: or 350 Oh, on my real 350 on the on the locker room page. I didn't know if you were talking about the locker room page or my page. Oh, no, no, the locker room page.
0: 350. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. So, she's got uh some good dialogue um and I think that it's really for times such as this, you got a lot of spring sports student athletes who are grieving their season. Mm-hmm. Um and being able to realize that they are uh something that's gonna come eventually anyway.
2: hmm
0: And uh so that would so what so what type of conversation came from? Uh so on Instagram can you see messages? How does that was that like a Twitter thing? I thought she's been so teaching me today, y'all. Go ahead.
2: You can see messages. Um so like I'll post if I have something on my story. And the really cool feature about Instagram, um, you can get, like, immediate feedback. So the polls are really helpful. Um, Mm. I do a lot of polls on there. Um, And, like, if I post something on my story just to, like, you know, give it a blast, go comment what you think and stuff like that. So I get a lot of immediate feedback like that as well. Or just, like, private messages in the locker room um, DMs, you know. So that's really helpful. That's really why I like Instagram.
0: So can you see your demographics, like, where they're from, how many females?
2: Mm-hmm. Males? Um, yeah, you just go to Insights, and then it talks about your audience. So mm-hmm. a lot of my audience is from uh, Cartersville, which is my hometown, um, Hampton, Atlanta, uh, Chesterfield, Richmond. When Jess and I started, she initially had that crowd um, on lock, since she's from Richmond. And then... Uh, Age range is uh, 18 to 24 is majority, and then it's actually 62% women and 38% men. Outstanding!
0: I know you can see my wheels turning. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, we we can do something with this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I got ideas. I got ideas. So, uh, so let me just jump into the questions. Okay, so you got some classmates just sent some questions in. And uh, I'm just going to remind uh, uh, our engineer that we may have some folks who um, uh, who want to call, uh, you know, ask questions. And so uh, if you are on the line and you're listening, hit one and the engineer will let me know to bring you on to ask a question. So, Whitney Brunson, your classmate, how difficult do you feel it is for women to make an impact on the sports industry, and how their voices be heard?
2: Um, that's a great question, Whitney. Um, difficulty? I would say, as I would say, like it's easier the more the more confidence you have in yourself. Um, it doesn't take much to make an impact now. Uh, when we got to hear Coach Curry on your call and just her going through her journey. Um, I feel like some things like that may be difficult but as like just somebody who wants to inspire someone to, you know, um be in the sports industry as well as just do great work. Um, I feel like that's pretty easy to do. Um it comes it comes with a lot. Uh it is kinda like having a chip on your shoulder. But at the same time, um, you have to think, like, people are are always watching you and behind you. So all it takes is uh, one spark, in my opinion. So once that spark is lit, I feel like things just, it's kind of like a domino effect. So, um, yeah. Hmm.
0: So have you had anyone
2: uh, outside of students
0: to make any comment about uh, your product?
2: Um, what do you mean? Like, like just any comment or negative? well, no, like
0: I um, saw outside, like in the business, sports, business world.
2: Other uh, than me, um, it's just
0: like over the top. Like, this is just too cute.
2: Okay. <laughs> um. Yes, actually, um, it's a Hampton alum, and um, he actually reached out uh to help with his um his brand that like he started in the endorsement. So um, for him, like, to see the um, potential in me and see, you know, what work I've done and think I could be an asset to the team, I was, like, really delighted that he even thought of me. So, you know, it's always people watching. You never know who who is watching. So that's why I take pride in what I do and making sure that my work is done, you know, correctly and to the best of my ability.
0: Okay, so uh just in case I forget at the end, how can they find locker room?
2: Mhm. So on Instagram, um it's locker room talk. So that's lock her and then no, not two R's, just L O C K H E R O O M talk. That's on Instagram and then um that'll have the link for the website in it. But if you don't have Instagram, then the website is just L O C K H E R O O M dot com. Yes, yes. So
0: uh have you started your blog to go with it yet?
2: It's the paper that I'm doing right now? Or just like No the blog. blog you, said you,
0: mm-hmm. you said you you
2: said it started yeah, out it's as a talk show but now you're going mm-hmm. to blog. Yeah, and then it's uh, some posts already up on the on the website okay. that you can check out.
0: Outstanding. So she got some blogs out there. Okay. So, um, and so you look, you said you had some guests on. Who have you had?
2: Um, To name a few, um, we had Ryan Davis, a uh, former player for Auburn. She's in the, well, was in the XFL. Um, Justin Ross at Clemson. Uh, Kevon Wallace. We've had Greg Dortch. Um, and this week, I was actually, like, so thrilled. I'll be intervi- interviewing Monet Davis. And, uh-huh. um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that to get, you know, it just made sense. Like, she's a hand-thin. Why not try to get an interview? And she said yes. So that was really big for me.
0: Now, uh, so all of the replays are on your Facebook page? The Facebook on page your Facebook uh, your,
2: page, your website? Instagram. Uh-huh. and uh, uh Instagram keeps everything pretty Oh okay. Mhm. Okay, yeah. I'll go check that out. Okay. So oh my
0: goodness. So you know I'm gonna mess this child's name up and I feel bad. But she's in our class. Bata mm-hmm. Williams?
2: Baya? Mhm. I know who you're talking about.
0: Yes. Do you have any plans to expand the brand? i e create an organization with college chapters
2: um that's a really good question. I definitely think that the brand can be expanded um but as of right now, like mm-hmm. my biggest goal probably is just um getting more awareness about it, and then hopefully in the years to come um it can be like you know have college chapters, so I think that's definitely a direction it could go but Right now I'm just trying to get more content and stuff like that so I can promote it better.
0: Okay. All right. Um, Let me see. Um, Another one of your classmates, and he's so funny, Jeremiah Carter, can Mm -hmm. you speak to the importance of women
2: having a voice in sports? Yes. So um, I'm currently in one of my other classes. I'm doing a paper on Title IX, so it's crazy that you mentioned it earlier, but um, just the history throughout and what women have had to deal with, um, whether it was, like, higher tuitions or having curfews at their colleges when guys didn't have curfews, like, I think that's kind of molded us into how powerful that we are today. We've always been powerful, but um, that definitely helped, and I feel like women, especially taking some of your classes, just Um, Women bring a different type of – we just bring something different to the table that um, whether it's a different type of understanding or we're able to be empathetic about uh, certain things and just a different passion, I think that's really important because, you know, the sport world and the industry is ever-changing, and I feel like it's a collaborative effort. So just to have women in, you know – roles and positions in sports, that's only going to make the industry better as a whole. Well, I tell you, I
0: really can't take no credit for you, because you are (laughs) fabulous already on your own. Thank Uh, you. You're welcome. Ashley Johnson, a physical therapist and clinic owner, another owner up in the business, she Mm -hmm. says, what initially attracted you to pursue a career in sport? And after graduation, what would be your dream job?
2: Um, you know, I, like I said earlier, I played sports pretty much my whole life. And then um, so like, eighth grade, when I could start getting, you know, college books and stuff like that, I actually broke my foot. And I just felt like the world was ending. and I was like, just so sad, and that's really, like, the first moment I kind of realized, like, okay, this isn't going to be forever, and this is something that you love, so why not pursue a career in it, so that's what made me initially want to be in sports um, as a profession, and then um, after graduation, my plans are actually, I'm currently studying for my LSAT um, to get into law school, so um, that would be, like, A big step for me to do well on that test And then my dream job um, I would love to be like The legal counsel for a team But I mean I've also worked in the agency too So just whatever path God takes me on Really You will be successful
0: I have no doubt No doubt Just uh, (laughs) throw me a ticket here and there You know for the (laughs) old lady And make sure it's in the handicap section (laughs) I got you (laughs) So we're going to take a really short break here In the Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith Here on Survival Radio Network When we return we continue chatting with Ms. Madison
1: This is Michelle McKinney The owner of Third Degree Solutions I would like to introduce you to our program Excel After Sports Where we are a career services for the athletes Our goal is to create well rounded athletes and to aid them to be successful on and off the field. Our mission is to prepare them for the evolution of their next. We accomplish this by creating a series of professional development workshops tailored to the athletes. We know that an athlete's time is limited, so we'll work with you and your teams to tailor a schedule that fits everybody's needs. So please contact me, Michelle McKinney at Third Degree Solutions. 919-271-8351, the career services for your athletic department, as we aid you and your team to excel after sports. Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as the financial literacy coach or the money coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the Financial Literacy Coach. We can be reached at area code 770-527-4380 by email at eric at com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770 527 Four three eight zero, and by email, Eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. I wish you the best.
0: Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit queensmoves.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering.
1: This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st.
2: Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying and reminding each other
1: that we come from loyalty that we are strong and powerful and it's imperative that we support each other so check us out on instagram at royal court for us or our website
2: at www.royalcourtforus.com
1: why do colleges support student athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports why are they treated as the students when they're athletes knowing that they need help surviving their lives I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together. Let's face it, the AD position is an executive position, a member of the President's administrative team, the Cabinet. The department deserves the same level of leadership, knowledge, talent, experience, and professionalism as any top official on campus. Presidents are looking for AD leadership who know how to build a success culture. Recognizing this changing landscape in athletics, join me at successcultureconsultantcoach.com for info on my next course on building a success culture.
0: Welcome back. I'm your host, Monique A.J. Smith, here in the Chattanooga Garden with Stanford Blooms in Athletics and Sports Business. So, speaking of sports business, let's talk about um, your experience with the marketing team at Blue Williams. What did you, what was your assignment, and how did
2: that go? Um, Yeah, that was actually, I enjoyed doing that. Um, We got to, me and a few of my, People in my major, in my class, we got to market um, tournaments at Blue Williams Sports, uh, Sportsplex. And so basically, that was um, making calls to teams. And um, I actually created a newsletter um, just with the tournaments coming up. And um, I got a lot of experience um, just in the meetings and stuff. So that was a great experience that I got to do.
0: And Boo was really impressed with that and uh we were looking forward to uh having several of those but uh um uh, I know we're on the air but it's on my mind so I gotta say it. We might wanna do something um uh when we start back up or or something that the uh, something that will be helpful for the teams in preparation For coming back You know Maybe Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe some of your research Is you done about how to uh, To deal with the grieving piece Of of a Because I told you I think it's called um, uh, Identity foreclosure And Mm -hmm. so uh, Let's just be honest AAU coaches Are not uh, Most of them are not In the college ranks Or or have been in the college ranks to understand the research piece of it. So some of the things that you're finding out, it probably could, they probably don't have the tools to deal with whatever it is that the kids are going through. Because they too didn't the season was stopped. I mean, the whole Nike EYBL was just stopped altogether. And mm-hmm. so, um uh if you don't have the tools how to see it to know that they are Acting out is because they don't know how to process their feelings of loss, and uh, that's one reason why universities now are hiring mental health people—not necessarily people to get into your mind to perform better, but because um, that's what they're used to. But the mental health piece, and and then I tell you something else—they're adding is uh, sport social work. Because if you Mm -hmm. go get kids from a different environment and they don't know how to function, uh, they may act out and you don't know, have a clue of why they're acting out. Or they don't act at all. They just seem like zombies and you're going like, this isn't the same person I recruited. You know? Mm -hmm. Anger issues, all of that, you know? Yeah, that's uh, a really good point. Oh yeah, but especially because you're learning it,
2: and if it mm-hmm.
0: if it resonates with you, it's going to resonate with somebody who's your age or younger,
2: right? right. So,
0: again, I'm always dropping seeds, dropping seeds. So again, if you're on the air listening uh, via phone, if you hit one, uh, the engineer will let me know uh, to bring you in to bring you in. So. Uh, and, again, you don't have to say me because I know what you think I want. No. Who are your role models as it relates to uh, sports? And I do know one, and I made a point to make sure I met her and took a picture just so you could see her and hopefully we have a beeline to her.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the one she's talking about is Agent Nicole Lynn. Um, so, yeah, seeing her um, – it's definitely definitely given me a path of somewhat what to you know what to follow and um, another one is Kelsey Townsend um, she graduated from Elon the Elon law, law program and she got a position with um, NFLPA and then she actually started her own um, agency so she's got players in the draft um, coming up this weekend so um, I mean but you too miss Smith. I mean I know you, you say you can't you know, get a lot of credit, but I've learned, like, so much in classes, um, and just, like, not even about sports, just being a woman, period, Um, and then, of course, my mother um, really helped me out, you know, through, my mom is actually a social worker, so, um, yeah, so that's why I feel like sometimes I'm a little in tune, um, where people might not be, but just having her um, guide me through that transition of playing ball and then not playing ball. Uh, it was really helpful. So,
0: wow. So we do have a Hamptonian. Uh, she got her master's. I think she got her undergrad at Norfolk State. We won't hold it against her. Uh, and, and her her name is. Uh, I think her last name is Madison. Uh, but she's at Elon uh, Law School Right now and She wants to do the same thing And she too Worked with Boo Williams So uh, Don't let me forget To connect you two Okay Yeah Yeah yeah. And thank you so much For saying that uh, Honestly It's folks like you That keep me uh, Keep me going You know what I mean Because mm-hmm. I know that uh, The profession Is going to be in good hands Um And there are uh there were very few women for me to lean on and they you know, basically became coaches and then became administrators. So their perspective uh was different because I did not play. I kept scores since eighth grade. But I was always analyzing and what could be done and and uh I mean even from the standpoint of you made that shot when you went to your right first, and you you need to work on your left and your feet were too far apart. yeah, I was kind of that worse in person, so mm-hmm. uh so yeah, i mean it it you know you can come into this business from any kind of angle and right. oh yeah, especially if you just and i you know I've really dated myself it was I shared in class how. My first love of sports just came from watching The White Shadow and how they all bonded together over a round ball. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the storylines covered almost everything. Um, uh, date rape, alcoholism, um, uh, family issues, all types of ethnicities and how they all bonded together. Uh, the head coach, he he I man, he was just interested in himself. He he just looked like a of fish. It's like he didn't even find himself until he was with coaching these young guys. And he mm-hmm. fought oh my God, he fought with the principal almost every show, which is no lie. <laughs> you ain't ladies, you got to fight well, I was you have to educate to influence the decision makers on a continuous basis. Mm-hmm. And, and when you know you're why, why you doing it, you don't mind getting hit up side the head because they didn't agree with you. You just go back. Okay, let me find a different angle and come back. Right. And uh, I think in your generation, uh, All American does that. And so, uh, what are your thoughts about All American and 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 being? Uh, I guess this generation's white shadow. What do you think it tells?
2: the general public about sports? Um, I actually, I couldn't get into All-American. Like, I tried. I did watch the first few episodes, though, and I see, like, the impact that it has um, and that people are in love with it. But um, we talked about it in class. Um, just, you know, that whole piece from being in one place and being so used to something and even, like, the family structure, And having to go somewhere completely new, um, its I mean, it's an identity thing. And I think that um, the show does a really good job of highlighting, like, you know, it's going to be hardships, you know, moving to a new area and trying to prove something yourself, make something of yourself. But ultimately, um, you can do it, you know, with the right resources and people cheering you on. So I think that show does a really good job of conveying that.
0: Oh, we only got a few more minutes. Um, but what about you talk identity? Now again I was just saying that's a real big piece there. Um and as you can see with this young man, that's his struggle throughout the whole show. You mm-hmm. know, am I am I a son even though I don't see my father? You know, am I a hero in my hometown or Crenshaw? You mm-hmm. know, or am I uh, just a body for where I come from? Uh, is this family that I'm living with, are they just tolerating me? Uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's so many pieces to it that a regular person watching it may not get it. However, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that people who are like me and watch The White Shadow get to have a different perspective and a respect for... What sports does For our society Right Outstanding Well I just got the the note that I got Five minutes, five minutes So I just want to say thank you so much Miss Madison for Joining me today and pitch hitting
2: Thank you So much for having me today And also I would like to uh, You know how you like love my Design, my logo um, yes. I'm just Putting in a little plug, uh, Darnell Jackson. You can find him on Facebook. He does logos and printing, all that kind of stuff. So I just had to shout him out right there.
0: Oh yeah, that got that's what got my attention. If it wasn't for the logo, I wouldn't even know. Because sometimes I just scan through Instagram and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I know that kind of, Oh my god! I was like, you didn't even tell me. <laughs> so. Thank you so much, uh, Madison, and you be safe. And uh, I look forward to hugging you when I, c- I get a chance to see you when it's safe to do so. Okay, thank you so much.
2: You're and welcome. You stay safe
0: as well. All right. And as always, I would uh, like to thank Clark Garrison for coming up with the platform, Survival Radio Network. I'd like to thank my engineer, Christina Lockett, and for um, the brand Define Nikki Curry for identifying this great opportunity. Join us next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. For updates on show guests and podcasts, follow us on Facebook's A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith. Have a significant rest of the day.